Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And this is Jonathan Starkey, your favourite landlord of that digital pub called Cheshire Matters. And this week's edition, well, let me introduce the panellists. Can we have Captain Prudish? Are you there, sir? <laughs> is that me? That's you. Oh, well, good Yeah, evening, well, from Jeff. last week when you went, whoa, 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 where are we going here? Where are we going? Okay. Good evening, anyway. gentlemen, and good evening, Cheshire. Hope you're having a great week. And let's introduce the Statsman. Hello, Mark. Are you there? I am. Good evening, sir. Good evening to all our lovely listeners out there. And also, that man, that man of grace, the gazelle. Mr. Trevor Nichols. Good evening, Jonathan. I'm here, ready and willing. Well done. Okay. Excuse me, what about the rest of us here? Well, what do you mean, the rest of us? What's that all about? Well, good evening, gentlemen. Oh, I do well, apologise, Stephen. <laughs> good evening, Steve. Well, it's good, good evening, evening, gentlemen, good and evening. Steve. <laughs> I stand corrected. Okay. Well, are we all going to congratulate England? Yes. No, are. We're there. Who are? Who are? We're there. Who are? Oh, I like it. Well, uh, the Danes really, you know, they had a bit of bad luck. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't us for a change. <laughs> well, to be honest, yeah, I do feel for them actually because I have a connection with the Danes, as you know. Oh yes, of course, yes. I don't feel for them. Left angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Well, lots of stories as usual. What about Morrison's accepting the $6.3 billion takeover bid from the U.S. Investment Group? I don't think it's going to bode well in the future for Morrison's. I don't think so. Petrol prices, anybody feeling that at the moment? Yeah, definitely. I noticed that the other day because I did quite a bit of mileage. Okay. Should Keir Starmer sack disloyal Angela Rayner? Yes. No. I think he should sack himself as well. No, leave him. I think the Labour Party is doing a fantastic job of keeping in all of the people that are doing a great job of actually destroying the Labour Party. Keep them all in. Totally agree. <laughs> Vauxhalls at Ellesmere Port going to build an electric car. Fantastic. Ooh. This is absolutely brilliant. And I'm just going to say a little something on this, actually, which is this. We'll make it quick because we've got to get to the first story. Go ahead. Well, it's fantastic news, but I find it a little bit ironic that the council leader, Louise Gittins, some of the local press and some of the local politicians who were involved in the Remain campaign are now all lauding the success future of Vauxhalls. Now, given the fact that prior to Brexit, the mantra from the Remain side was that Vauxhalls, aerospace and the whole of the UK economy was going to crash off a cliff. I think people have conveniently forgotten what they were campaigning for a few years ago and, and actually would like everybody else to forget about it. Now, I'm going to say something here. It's very significant, which is this. We'll get there eventually. Right. <laughs> it's this. Brexiteers... We're right on the money for the UK. That's it. Okay. Okay. Well, I've got a few words to comment on that later on. What about that other story? Schools that favour woke over free speech could face fines. What about that? Yeah, I like the sound of that. Okay. But we're going to go on to the first story, which is migration madness. Something that is, according to the... Daily Mail, something that's off the radar. 
Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, Sue Reed exposes three shocking new revelations about our border policing that Pretty Patel simply cannot ignore. And it is the obtuse angle that's going to lead on this. Go ahead. <laughs> this angle thing, you've got an obsession with angles. You really have. Well, this is all about the sea, the channel. Go that's ahead. That's right. Very interesting story. Immigration was a very sensitive subject for many years on the run-up to uh, Brexit. And actually, a lot of people who campaigned for that were portrayed, as we've said many, many times, in a very unpleasant manner. And controlled immigration is nothing less than responsible in many ways. And we're seeing now the Border Force and the RNLI seemingly acting as ferry services and potentially using alternative methods of communication with different radio channels and possibly also, according to reports, going into foreign waters to pick them up. What? Yes, allegedly. Now, But the R RNLI is a, is a charity. Well, I'm a big supporter of the RNLI for many reasons, and over the years I've got a, a tremendous history of saving lives, a lot of sacrifice, lots and lots of things. So it's one of those British institutions which I am a huge fan of. I'm not a fan of any organisation entering into practices which go against government policy. And we've got to start looking at this issue very seriously now because illegal immigration is exactly that and we've got a huge problem with people daily and the numbers rising wanting to come to this country and if they arrive here illegally in my view they must go back how do they get out of france though it should be the french taking them and keeping them there well, that's, that's an issue that's been running on for years, you know, prior to, to Brexit and everything else, which is one of the reasons we sought to take control of our borders, because we had no control of our borders, and seemingly at the moment, down the south of England on the coast, we don't still. And that needs to be addressed. I understand that the government is considering, considering proposals to give the border force new powers to return these illegal immigrants to France, that obviously is going to need ironing out with uh, the French government. I think, as I understand it, though, that the border force vessels were using other tactics to keep their communications hidden. And basically, uh, one of the techniques was to communicate with the French Navy using closed radio signals, as opposed to the open channel most boats use. Well, that's very interesting. And this concerns me, as it will an awful lot of other people, and the reason is this. And I'm going to bring in the haulage industry into this, who, if either by design or default, illegal immigrants are discovered in their trucks, face heavy fines. Now, we cannot have publicly funded organisations, whether it's the Border Force or charitable organisations, collecting illegal immigrants and bringing them here... Now, I understand there's the issue of people's safety at sea. That's different. But these people are deliberately setting off in rather unsafe transport across the sea to come here. So they're taking those risks themselves, and it shouldn't be up to us to keep funding all of this and dealing with this. Well, it should be the French. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, well, someone's got to get a grip of this, haven't they? And sadly, I don't think it's going to be the Home Secretary. 
thinks he's failed in the task of securing the borders. All the talks led to nothing, has it, apart from an increase in illegal entry to the country. Now they're actually using mega boats and carry 70 people. It's, it's getting worse. I mean, if, if Pretty Patel wanted to end this, then she has to ensure that people aren't collected from French waters. The boats need to be turned around, sent back to France, and their border force needs to retrieve them. She could go further and stop all payments to France, which assist them on their side of the border, and even create legislation that punishes those who enter illegally and those assisting them. Are you saying that our own people are assisting the migrants to come into this country? Well, if you're going into French waters to collect them, then yes. Wow. I mean, that's... Well, that's what's happening, isn't it? That's a little bit too much. I feel, I feel very strongly that, I mean, yes, if people are fleeing lands for reasons of life, mm. where their lives are threatened, Agreed. where they have genuine reasons for coming across, but not economic migrants. That's just, that's just wrong. You can't blame them for wanting to have a better life. But if they're going into France, the other question that I've got is, how are they getting these boats into France? And what are the French doing about it? Not a lot. Well, that's the big question that I've got. Go ahead. Well, I have a, a question here, which is these people are paying, allegedly, an awful lot of money for their opportunity, in brackets, if you like, to secure a place on one of these boats to come to the UK. And it does bring up the issue that when they get here, they're being housed, they're being given all sorts of facilities. And the question is, how many actually go back? Now, there was a situation a while ago which was being reported on whereby some of these illegal immigrants who came here were being housed in a military base and were complaining about the standards of the accommodation. And yet the same accommodation was sufficiently good enough for our servicemen. And I'm sorry, but it's time we really looked at this issue of people wanting to come here and take advantage in every capacity of this country. Some come here to contribute in a very positive way. But in my view, as it will be with most of the public, that has to be done through a lawful and legitimate process, not simply to turn up here illegally. Well, I get that. But what's, what's getting me is if our people are going across and aiding and abetting the French, what's the point of having a border force? I mean, I do know that the RNLI, they are there to go out and save lives. Now, shouldn't they be saving the lives of people in our own waters? Correct. Not French waters. Absolutely, Jonathan. But also, you mentioned the border force there. It does raise the question, legitimately, as to who they are actually operating for. Well, I don't know. <laughs> if, I, if I was Pretty Patel and I'm pretty sure probably you'll find that it is correct. I think the two heads of these um, border patrols and immigration, whatever, I think they should go. Full investigation a is A full required. investigation and they should go because I, I don't think that's right. I think it runs deeper than this because anyone who's been down there and filmed, they've gone after them big time. Wow. And they've even tried to stop people from filming down there. Well, Nigel Farage, the course, so. Nigel Farage has had um, you know, many filming sessions down there and he's been pilloried for it yeah. many times okay well 
I think everybody gets the idea of what our thoughts are on that. Trevor, do you want to wrap up on any of that, or are you just happy to go with what we no, just said? I, I'm just saying. I'm just thinking there that it's just the same as um, the the national health when people were filming certain hospitals and things like that occasionally. Yeah, they were stopped as well. So it's just it seems to be the uh, standard thing in this country that. To if try you, and stifle the truth and transparency. The truth. If you're trying to highlight anything, then they're going to make it legal. I'll yeah. call your names, etc. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. It seems that way. Okay. Well, shall we move on to the local story? And this is, once again, town centres are the beneficiaries of funding rather than areas of deprivation. And this is in the capable hands of Statsman. Thanks. Yeah, it would appear that Cheshire, Cheshire West and Chester Council are bidding for government funding, which is being called a levelling up fund to improve everyday life across the UK. Now, the plan is to revitalise buildings and landmarks, improve highway and transport links and create new green spaces. This will include nine million take, sorry, nine million makeover of the town's Civic Hall, improvements to Civic Square and a flag, flagship greening project, which will create a green interconnected corridor through the town, whatever that means. There will also be other improvements to public spaces to encourage people to stay in the town, including public art and lighting installations. There are also plans to improve traffic flow through the town centre, which in my opinion is unwarranted, because there's, there's no <laughs> problem. Right. I beg your pardon. That's what they do. Yeah. I, I spend hours sat in Chester in the traffic. <laughs> Well, this is Ellesmere Port. This oh, I do apologise. They're, they're now talking about messing up Ellesmere Port. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do apologise, man. And um, priority measures for public transport and improved facilities for pedestrians. Again, in my opinion, not needed. Now, the problem I have, once again, town centres are the beneficiaries, as you said, John, of funding rather than areas of deprivation. Now, both Chester and Ellesmere Port have areas that have recently ranked in the top 10% most deprived neighbourhoods in England. So That's why I like Statsman, you see. He comes out with those, it's great. all those things. Well, well, some of us live in them, so, you know, it, it's quite... It, no, it, no, it, yeah, quite it, relevant. It, it, it is relevant. That's the word I was looking for. So where's the big fuss over this? Where's the levelling up in these areas? I mean, we've got big problems with regards to uh, quality of life being impaired through poor physical health and mental health, as well as increased risk of pre premature death. Yet here we are continu continually creating hubs for this, hubs for that, making green spaces, corridors, whatever the hell that meant, and fussing over public art. I think we seriously need to get our priorities in order. I mean, I would have liked to have discussed this with members of the council to see if these areas of deprivation are actually receiving the help they need compared to the town centre projects. Well, that would be um, Councillor Garn. Well, that's what I'm going to say. What what hope do we have when the council's champion of poverty fails to come on and the head of finance just doesn't communicate properly? Well, so. I couldn't agree more mm. with you. And also maybe getting uh, Councillor Richard Beecham, the cabinet member for inclusive growth, economy and regeneration. Good luck with that. Well, we can put questions to him and we can ask him for a statement. Yeah. Well, you know, we can do that, but... Um, well, I'm not really, I'm not really that confident that we're going to get answers. So I think, I think in some ways maybe the the controlling group of CWAC, let's be polite, maybe they don't like you guys. Well, is it a case <laughs> of the questions are a little bit awkward? I think so. Yeah, you know, I at think the end of the day, I'm yeah, just going to say this: have to be accountable. Well, yes, I agree. Well, they don't everybody. Like to be. <laughs> well, this is the interesting thing, Trevor, because um, they like to present themselves generally 
as accountable and we will represent you and we will do this for you, etc., etc., prior to getting elected. The amount of times I've seen these promises and subsequently thrown out of the window on being elected over the decades I've lived in a certain area, Blaken, is incredible. I actually um, had an interesting situation a few years ago. I was involved in a, a community group and we invited three local councillors to attend a public meeting, which we arranged. And you can tell that he's getting a bit head up about that because you can hear the plosives. Mm. P- public meeting coming up. Go and uh, we sent letters to three local councillors, Labour, three local Labour councillors to attend. And I think we had about um, 40 or 50 people there from memory. And none of the councillors arrived. And it was actually reported on in the press. And the headline that came back, because one of the responses from one of the councillors on behalf of the three councillors was, we are not accountable to the likes of you. I've seen seen this before in Lewisham. So it's probably a common thing where they don't like someone who wants to ask them questions. They just don't go. They throw the rattle out the pram and I'm not playing. Well, I just want to bring it back to uh, Councillor Richard Beecham. He said, you know, regarding this whole development, uh, he said that um, let's create jobs. Let's celebrate our history. Let's be proud of our town centres. With our strong track record of attracting significant investment in in our borough's prime location. I believe we are putting a strong case to the government. Now... That's great. Now, let's just bring up a quick case about the Chester market traders feeling betrayed after being rejected by the council. So what is Councillor Beecham going to say to one of those traders who had been on the Chester market for 44 years and he has not actually had an opportunity to get a new pitch? That is appalling. Shocking, isn't it? So... You know, I mean, he's talking about you know, keeping businesses going. Wait, I mean, what about failing businesses? Well, it wasn't a failing business. No, I'm not talking about his, but we'll move on to that, I think. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. That's all yours. All right. Well, can I just interject here with a question, which is, did I pick up that you said Richard Beecham had said in the article, let's celebrate our history? Yes, he did. This is a Labour councillor, right, saying, let's celebrate, celebrate our history. Our history. Mm. This is the left element of the political spectrum who, you know, let's face it, out of a bit of a problem with statues and things like that and our history, not really patriotic. The yeah, Labour but was Party, it him particularly? Well, I'm talking about the the Labour Party in general. They're not not, uh, exactly patriotic, are they? Let's face it. I think they're trying to convince themselves to be, though, aren't they? Well, the people aren't falling for it. (laughs) Well, the new Chester market is taking shape with several existing stallholders having signed up, although others who have been rejected say they feel betrayed by the council. Now, this is from one of the local stories. And um, they have 17 of the existing stallholders they were offered a place in Chester's new market. But, however, some of the traders were told their applications had been rejected and they've been speaking out aloud of what they feel is a deeply flawed selection process. Now, one of them, a Kevin Williams, 58, from Borton, storeholder of the Cheese Wedge, 
has been working in the market for 44 years. So that man's been contributing to the rates in Chester for 44 years, and that guy has not been offered a slot. That is an absolute disgrace on the part of this council. And in defence of that gentleman and his contribution to the local economy and, and the, you know, the, the rates, as you say, and many other things, that guy must feel completely betrayed, as you describe, and it's absolutely appalling, to be quite frank. Just makes you wonder what's really behind these uh, decisions, doesn't it? Well, I, I suppose without being able to get them on the show, mm-hmm. I, well, again, I'll invite them. I mean, I've already, I've already um, discussed this with certain people within the area, and I just said, well, if they're not going to come on, then we're just going to make statements that they have to come back and disagree with. And then they'll have to go to their pet papers within the area in order to express themselves. Well, we'll need Does to anybody make, read them? No. We need to make, or there needs to, make, to be made, a law that makes these people in public office accountable. You can't just say, I don't like him, so I'm not going. No, 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 no. But they can't get it done at the top end. I mean, Hancock was actually trying to stay in office. Exactly. I know, this is what I'm saying. It's got to start at the top. <laughs> But this got, we've got to change it. Yeah, there needs to be accountability. No, I, t- I totally agree, but there you go. The other story that I wanted to say and bring it back is about voxels. And I did comment to our local MP to ask how many local ratepayers are actually employed at voxels. And we didn't really get an answer. Shock again. You know, it's, you know shock horror. And also, I wanted to know how many local ratepayers are actually part of the supply chain at Vauxhalls. Because don't forget, one of the main reasons why they've actually going to build the electric car there is because a lot of taxpayers' money has been pumped into it. And Stellantis, another foreign-owned company, have just had their hands out again. Are we just going to keep propping up these failing businesses then? Well, you know, that's when it. there's other businesses in the area that have either closed or are really struggling from the so last that, 18 yeah, months. Yeah, but it's not, only just, it's not only these, fail, these businesses. It, they're all foreign businesses. Yeah, that's right. You know, I let's mean, get what, it right. I mean, we've got Nissan, where they've pumped in, apparently, they've pumped in a billion in that. Right. You know, you, you know a Japanese company. Um, but that is different. That is supplying jobs within the area. So, yeah. you know... Um, but what I want to... I'm just saying, they keep on saying Vauxhall's Ellesmere Port. Yeah. But... Can they give me the figures on how many people are from Ellesmere from Port, Port yeah. are actually employed there? Exactly. You know, so that's what what I'd like to know because that's supposed to be the benefit into the community. Now, if the percentage of people is greater who are coming in from outside of Ellesmere Port, how much money is being spent in Ellesmere Port? What's contributing to the economy of Ellesmere Port? I yeah. can get it that the rates that are being drawn from the, you know, the properties. Yes, I can see that. But I'm not sure about where the other benefit to the economy is because everybody starts claiming, oh, this is a great thing. But let's get down to the nuts and bolts of exactly what is actually being generated for Ellesmere Port. So that's the point that I'm making. And I have asked the MP, and I'm going to write to him again to actually ask him what the exact figures are Please, prove me wrong. I would like to be proved wrong. But I don't think the figures are as good as you would possibly perceive, in my opinion. So that's what I'm thinking right there. If anybody else has got anything else to comment on the local scene, anybody? 
No, not winded it up. No, okay. not really. Oh, yes. I'd just like to comment. <laughs> I was going to say, that was a surprise. <laughs> just a surprise. <laughs> Grabbing airtime again. What am I going to do? Can I get, get the mute button here? Ready? Go ahead, Steve. Get the tapers <laughs> hands to the table. Right. I just want to say, it's great for England, actually, that, you know, it, it's sort of revitalising uh, in a little way, if you like, uh, patriotism. But let's make it sustainable. Absolutely. But, right... I'm finding it rather amusing that Cheshire Western Chester Council are now, if you like to use that phrase, virtue signalling by lighting up some buildings, red and white. Um, I find this somewhat ludicrous. This is a party which in many, many ways over the past 10 years that I've noticed has had a problem with our history and our culture. And I don't really buy into it, to be honest with you. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to move on now to our second national. And this is about the roadmap to freedom. And it is that slickly moving man, the gazelle, who is going to lead on this. But let me just say, this is all about Johnson's key COVID announcements and everything that you need to know. Go ahead, Trev. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. Go on, Trev. Trev, go ahead. I'm there. Trevor, I'm go. There. Go, Trev. I can't get in with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Roadmap to freedom. I haven't said anything. Eh? Doesn't it, does it sound dramatic, that? So it looks as if we may have finally arrived. Oof. Yeah. Don't get too excited. Yeah. As Winston once said, sorry, stated, a week in is a long time in politics. So we've got the, the Prime Minister addressed the public on the final stage of the roadmap on July the 5th. Uh, there's two, there's going to be ten, 10 major changes. Uh, which will come into effect when the lockdown ends and we're all released. They include changes to the vaccine rollout, social contact, pubs, that'd be good news for Mark, obviously. Yes. Face masks and care homes. Hey, what about my digital mask in this digital pub? Yeah, well, you, you've got... You might see my real face and it might frighten yeah, you all you are, you are going to have the option of removing that digital mask, Jonathan. <laughs> Step four is expected to go ahead on July the 19th. If the four tests are still met. Now, I still haven't seen these tests yet, but anyway, we'll go ahead. The final decision will be confirmed on Monday, the 12th of July, following a review of the data. Now, number 10 believes that cases will continue to rise as society opens up further, but at a very much lower level than before the vaccination programme. So here is a brief explanation of the changes. We've got the vaccine rollout will be accelerated by reducing the dosing interval for the under 40s from 12 weeks to 8 weeks. Social contact. There will be no longer, there will, sorry, no longer be limits on social contact. Ooh. Yeah, so sounds, we can have up to 30 people on the podcast. Yeah, that sounds great. But not very many from CWAC, obviously. Okay, go ahead. No, they're not invited. Well, they are. How dare we consider answering questions to the public? We'll invite them to the uh, well. Cheshire Masters Christmas party and see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that'd be fun. <laughs> Nightclubs and mass events and all remaining businesses will be able to reopen, including nightclubs. All capacity caps will be lifted. Then we go on to face masks. The legal requirements to wear face coverings will be removed in all settings. 
All say are. Yeah, but we're going to be looking at people and we're going to say, put that mask back <laughs> on. <laughs> 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 ugly. <laughs> you ugly person. Get that mask back on. I'm not you ill. I'm not call ill. people I ugly. Yeah. You can. You, you can can't. call them fat as well. It's, it's not against the law. No, hey, yeah. fatty, put that mask back on. That's right. They'll say I'm not ill. So I've never said you was ill. You're ugly. <laughs> I stop for me. <laughs> In all settings. Advice. Now, this is good. This advice will be that where the face covering could reduce your risk and risk to others, it will be up to the individual to decide. All say arr. The rest of the mask guidance is as clear. It's like a pantomime. Is as clear as better than that. This is this is so childish, isn't it? Really, we do this stuff. Only the right place. What is your fault? It all started, Steve, being a pirate. Yeah, you're a pirate. to do with me. And being an angle, and I just thought earlier on, are you any relation to Angle Umpidink? Angle, angle grinder. <laughs> angle grinder. Yeah, we'll he was yeah. a Viking. <laughs> oh, he was a head yeah. Viking, wasn't or, or, he? He was a head Viking. Or that, or that one by the water, Angle C. <laughs> angle C. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, right, the, the rest of the mask guidance, as we're saying, is as clear as mud, to be honest. <laughs> it states this applies in the NHS and care homes, where face masks will not be a legal requirement. Right. Even though they will be advised, so mm. don't know something there. Now, beyond the healthcare, there will be no targeted guidance for wearing them on public transport or flights, though they are both enclosed, crowded spaces. However, individual airlines are free to tell their passengers to wear masks on board as a condition of travelling with that airline. And rail firms can also attempt to mandate masks as a condition of carriage. For example, the tube. But this might end up clashing with the equality laws. So that's nice and clear then. So we've got pubs. The legal requirement on pubs on hospitality businesses will be revoked, such as restrictions on seated, eating and drinking, and mandatory table service. How do people eat a meal with a mask? It's it's funny to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of mess at the end of it, but it is Some funny people to people have got a hole in the front of it. <laughs> and people will no longer be required to scan in, in venues, but venues can still request it if they want. Well, then you just bypass the venue. Of course you do. And you just go to the venues that are saying, no, you don't have to. Okay, thank you. All right, we're coming in. Yeah, I think it's... It's just not clear, is it? But uh, it's, it's, it's nothing different than than the rest of it. So masks are not um, compulsory anymore, not mandatory, but uh, they can be. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you know, I'll I'll just leave it there. There's there's a few others about um, nursing homes, etc. Okay, Mark. I just hope it's not as normal. Wiffle waffle, you know, Boris. You know what it's like. He backtracks. <laughs> he, he backtracks a little bit, doesn't he, Jimmy? You know I mean? <laughs> oh, wiffle waffle. Yeah. Coronavirus over. Now, I'm a little more help, hopeful, sorry, after sensing, I don't know if anyone else did, a little bit of friction between Boris and his scientists. Oh, his yes. Press conference. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps the Conservatives have had enough of their communist behavioural scientists pushing for uh, eternal lockdowns. Maybe so, maybe it was Boris that set up that headlock with those kids yeah. well, I was <laughs> in the park on Chris, on Chris Whitty. Go on, get 
Get him in the headlock. Go and get him. It's definitely rattled a few cages, though, hasn't it? This announcement. Yeah. Uh, Labour seemed to be, if you listen to Ashworth, isn't it? Is he the yeah. yeah, Ashworth, yeah. Shadow health guy. Zero COVID policy, it sounds like he's going for. So that should be interesting. Um, right. got, he literally said that the vax rates are too low and, and, and safe ventilation systems too incomplete to drop restrictions on the 19th. Oh, shut up, mate. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> The media seems to be... He's your pa- mate. You called him mate. Well, I was being... He's pol- your friend. I, look, I try not to swear on this podcast, so <laughs> it was mate, okay? So the media seems to be in a bit of a panic as well, don't they? They all seem to want it to carry on going because that's the only story they've got every day. No, they haven't. <laughs> Non-stop. They've got, they've got <laughs> Boris and they've got England losing the World Cup. <laughs> well, well, that remains to be seen. But yeah, it's not the World Cup. Oh no, it's not the World Cup. Oh, thank you for correcting me. I was just seeing if you were awake because, like, you were in a place of your own. Well, it's sometimes it's best to drift off in your own little <laughs> world when you're here. To be quite honest, <laughs> the really Euros. Did. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm glad you're with it. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. Actually, talking of football, are you going to have a game? Oh, with of the walking football. Yes. Yeah, if we go with Trevor and we go with uh, that's, Mark, that's not proper football, is it? Walk? It is. Well, uh, let, let's let's just walking. be clear. It gives you a real big chance to foul I somebody. Pass the ball. Go quick. Run <laughs> on. Run on no, to this. No, no. Listen, I can't. I'm going to give wild. a bit of. Do you a, get a penalty if you run? <laughs> uh, you're not meant to run. No, listen. I'm going to give a little bit of well, a shout I mean, out here to uh, Jim it. Green and Chester Community Football Club for what they do in the community, for the walking football crew. And the shout-outs aren't starting yet. I'm just giving them a little bit of an acknowledgement. football for old, pe- old lazy people. I'm yeah. telling you, do you, you know what it is? When you, when you look <laughs> at it, you know, you know, when you go down like in a foul, you've got to do it in slow motion. Have you ever tried doing it? Uh, You're not meant to foul people, things like oh, this that. This doesn't sound like a great no, game No, it's not like a great it game. Is. It's great. No. no. All right, we're moving on. Go ahead, Mark, finish up. Got what I was saying. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, because of him. A few people are in a panic, aren't they? And as for the communists, well, the, sorry, the members of the scientific pandemic influenza group on behaviour, even though they actually admitted regret about their unethical methods, unethical and totalitarianism, to- <laughs> totalitarian, I mix two words together there, they still want these lockdowns. I know. They still want it to go on. I know. Even though they've admitted that they've literally been coercing the public. What I did like, what they I still did want like. To do it. Oh, is Keir Starmer calling it the Boris variant? <laughs> Which I thought was well, uh, quite humorous for Mr. Starmer. Has, hasn't he called out lately for, he can't even make this up, hasn't Keir Starmer come out lately, is it correct, that he's called for a Buy British campaign? Oh, yeah. He's a bit slow off the mark, isn't he? We've been batting this for about 15 years. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway. Unless anybody's got any more to say on that, Mark, have you got some more to say on that? I bet I hadn't risk it. Can't, could hardly speak on that. But no, I'm done. Okay. I think there was a comment by one of our um, local MPs on this as well, wasn't there? Oh yes, yes, yes. What you mean, Mister Matheson? Steve's mate. Yeah. Oh, Steve's mate. I wouldn't exactly call us mates. <laughs> Your mate. I haven't really got many mates, to be honest. I've got a few. Well, we wonder why. <laughs> we don't swear, so I use mate. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move it on now. Let's go to our Woke the Plank. Okay. Woke the Plank. Woke the, yeah, the plank. I renamed it after you, just for you. Just oh, for you. Good grief. Yeah, got to keep you, the pirate theme going. He keeps going. on calling you a plank every time you're not here. Let's get some of this Where's that plank? <laughs> to be honest, I think these Wokey should walk the plank, to be honest. 
Yes, I yeah. think they should. Um, or are well, you this suggesting they are planks? Off the coast of Australia would be the best, you know, where all yeah. the sharks are. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, the yeah. great white sharks. Well, the Bermuda Triangle, we don't see them again. Yeah. Great. We knew a joke about that, but we're not going to go into oh, as well. Don't worry about jokes, I've got that covered. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as last week was whoa, such whoa, a success. Whoa, whoa, we'll, we'll, where are we we'll, going <laughs> with this? Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are we going with this? Oh, you'll find out. No. Mark, have you got any impressions this week? Because I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I do me Boris. Lost cows and my children. I don't know where they all are. <laughs> <laughs> Cost me a fortune. Your chicken impression last week was. I know, and I practiced bizarre. that as well. I practiced it, and then it ended up like a sheep. <laughs> me Boris one's better. Anyway, where are we? Uh, gosh. All right, okay. This is the uh, walk the plank. And this is a primary school suspends its Twitter account after woke complaints that the Vindaloo video of children children cheering on England's footballers showed a sea of aggressive white faces and promoted mindless hooliganism. Come on now, this these are kids. Hang on a minute, Trevor. Go ahead. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Flake Street, Flake Fleet Primary School. That's it. Flake as in, come on, snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that's good, though. Snowflake. How apt is that? Flake Fleet Primary School. Flake Fleet. And they created their own version of Vindaloo to support England. But it, the, the video attracted criticism. I mean, quite massive criticism. Go ahead, Trevor, take over. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the head teacher said, uh, social media can make you question the direction society is heading. And also on the report, it stated... One social media said it looked like a sea of aggressive faces, as Jonathan just said. So I agree with him on that one. It definitely, uh, it definitely points the way. Now, social media, it works both ways. Those that put it out and those that complain. Now, the original, the original um, the song, was, it was poking fun at the Verve's bittersweet sympathy, which um, is now the theme tune to the, the England football games. It's a joke, Snowflakes. Got it. it it's, it's getting like Monty Python is coming to life here. Remember Hell's Grannies? Well, now it's Hell's five-year-olds. Now, why don't you just grow up? The video is brilliant. It's a sea of patriotic children dressed in red and white, waving flags supporting our national football team. Correct. Get over it. Yeah. Oh, Weren't oh, they on a talent oh, show? Don't know, don't watch yeah, the, yeah, rubbish. they won. They won Britain's. Well, I don't think they won. They won one section of Britain's Got Talent. Right. Okay. Probably so. the only ones who actually had any talent then. Who've won it? <laughs> well, they wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all mean, right. Have, all right. Have you, okay. Have you actually seen the video? No, I, yeah. did, I didn't. I saw a bit it's, of it. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. It's good. It's fantastic. It's really good. So those that are keep moaning about it, just grow up. Oh, look, Trevor, you're going to have to be headmaster. Give Steve oh, a chance. Just, He's just, that kid at the back of the class holding his hand up please, and saying, sir. pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm so not sitting in this corner last? again. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I just want to say, all of this this wokery-pokery nonsense that's going like on, that. right, for the past few years, let's just think about this for a minute. The past 18 months or so, with everything that's gone on, and people have all their own views on this, you know, that's another story. But let's just remember, right now, people of all ages have had their lives massively affected. And what they want to do is get out, meet up with people, see their friends, neighbours and their families, 
go out, start enjoying themselves and get back to normal. And do you know what they also want to do? They want to have a laugh. Yeah. And these people are coming out of the woodwork complaining about everything and everything at every opportunity. It's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here. Say here, here. Right, okay, well, let's move it on. And public figure. Now, on the public figure, I was going to mention Mr. Van Tucker again, our favorite guy from Surrey County. What a guy. What a guy. Okay. Yeah, what a guy. And, yeah, yeah. But I don't think Van will mind me mentioning Superman. That's the one. Okay. The real Superman. Well, no, not the real one. Clark Kent, then. That no. used to be my nickname many moons ago, oh, Superman. How Superman. many nicknames do you, you have? Did you, have? <laughs> did you give yourself this nickname again, did you? No. Because <laughs> if we're going to start giving ourselves nicknames, nicknames. I think I'll nick myself, name myself 12 inches. <laughs> what? Are you, one of, are you one of Snow White's seven dwarves? I just like rules. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, this guy, he commented and he said, I'm so tired of this wokeness and anti-Americanism. And he is the former Superman star Dean Cain. And he blasts Marvel for latest comic where Captain America says, the American dream isn't real. I can remember uh, a comedian, George Carlin. He used to say, he used to say, you know, the American dream, you have to be asleep to believe in it. Was his jokes as good as mine? Oh. <laughs> George, George, I have to say, George Carlin was funny. I mean, you're a funny, kid. I mean, that, you're really not. Him, you were, <laughs> For different okay. reasons. George Carlin, yeah. Yeah, he was. He, he, but George Carlin had some very, very serious points that he made about um, certain things. Anyway, this, this, the former Superman actor, Dean Cain, he slammed the comics giant Marvel for a recent Captain America book in which his he laments the American dream. And what he said, and he, he was on Fox and Friends, and it, it's the same as Van, okay? And he turned around and he said, you know, he loves Captain America and the concept of the American super soldier. He said, but I'm so tired of this wokeness and anti-Americanism, which now you think about it, this is him on Fox and Friends. He said, you know, I agree with Senator Tom Cotton Okay, which is another anti-woke senator over there, who was on a couple of days ago. He said, who said that perhaps that the captain, meaning Captain America, needs to be demoted to lieutenant? <laughs> because I think it makes good sense, you know? And he had some very serious points to make. He said, he said America has its founding principles, and he believes in them. He said, I believe in individual freedom, equality of opportunity, not outcome, competition, the ability to compete fairly, hard work, which brings you material wealth, but which in turn gives you self-reliance. And he said, all the wokeness, he said, it's pervasive. It goes through everything. It's in our school system. Now, you remember what Van was saying? He's saying, you've got to, you know, you've got to really, really keep an eye on all this stuff of what's going on. Go ahead, Steve. I'm going to make a suggestion. I was looking at Mark, you know. <laughs> I was looking at Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Do I look like Mark? And does Mark? Look, I mean, only, I'm pretty I'll unique. I'm pretty good looking, to be honest. I'll only be quick if you. What, what, <laughs> Come on, man. Also, what happens when you have the first non-binary superhero? What are they called? Super. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't so say man or woman. If it's binary, it'll be super duper. 
<laughs> Super duper. <laughs> no. Well, he said. Sorry, Steve. Over to you. He said, uh, he, he said he doesn't get it. Well, maybe not. He said he wonders to himself often, you know, do these people ever travel outside of America? Do they go to where they have to deal with governments who aren't anywhere near as fair as the United States? Now, I know that there's a people, <laughs> there are people in America that would disagree with that opinion. But what he's actually saying is, overall, it's a great place to be and it's a great place to live. He said... He thinks that the pendulum is going to swing back. Now, this is where you can come in. Just hold on and listen to the statement that he made. You ready? I'm going to make my own statement. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm going to mute you. Just listen. Okay. <laughs> I believe the pendulum will swing back to openly appreciating American values, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Look, you can see the excitement. I know exactly what he's going to say. <laughs> as soon as people start studying them in school again. Do you know what? This is absolutely <laughs> now, does he get Does he get person wait, of the week or wait, does he get person minute, of the week? Wait a minute. I know where he's going We've got this. this big issue of this woke cancel culture to do with history, culture and traditions in Western nations. And I think what's being said in the United States is there is going to be a big swing back to nationalism and, and you know, being proud of your country and its history and everything associated with that. I actually think we're in the process of that taking place in the United Kingdom right now because we're seeing huge support for the royal family. We're seeing um, lots of things. We knew it. It was coming. In. We knew it was coming wait, in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, we, we're we seeing lots of things. <laughs> Have we football, got a minute? The football is great. <laughs> no, we <haven't. laughs> We've got lots of things to do now in terms of educating our young people about our Bill of Rights, our British Constitution, Magna Carta, in the same way the states are going to be doing the same over there about their... their you well, know, they're their, doing their it first. Rights. Right. Well, the fact of the matter is, you know, well, we had the Magna Carta since 1215. We've, we've been at it a little bit yeah, longer. Okay. All right. But, but here's the point, England. right? All of this left-wing woke cancel culture needs to be addressed. And I'm going to say something now very serious. Let's start cancelling the cancel culture, and we're going to do it by this. We need to call out all of Cheshire West and Chester councillors and Cheshire MPs and ask them, are they prepared to take the knee or not? And let's call them out on it and let's <laughs> sort out this woke nonsense where they stand are on we it. Get I'm dead to... serious. I'm I dead agree. serious. I agree, but I think we also need to teach children about... There's a lot of talk of the, of the Nazis. I think we need to teach them about communism. Yeah. And, we, how, and the bad things that brought to the yeah, world. Yeah, Stalin and still, is. And still is bringing to the world. Yeah, Stalin. It's it. Stop. That's not gone away, has it? Stop teaching the young people a lie. Okay, well, now let's get out. Well, let's get out. Yeah, let's get out of this. Let's step out of this conversation. And let's move on to the shout-outs, the shout-downs. Before we come to the quotes and the end-tros, the end-tros... Okay, do you like that? That's a new word. The intros. The yeah, intros. I like that. I like that. Or the outros. The end tros. Okay. Or as far as we're concerned, put the mute button on Steve and we'll call it the wait tros. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Ooh. Ooh, he's go, coming out with all of the right things. I don't go to wait tros. Okay, well, we're going to go to Mark first. Go ahead. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm going to sneak them back in. My shout out is to the kids at Flake Fleet Primary School for being patriotic. Loving their country and its football team. Long may it continue. 
And a quick little shout down to the woke karate. Leave the kids alone and keep your anti-English comments to yourselves. Indeed. Or better off, just leave the country if you hate it so much. Steve, go yes. ahead. I totally echo what Mark has just said there. My shout out is to Chester Community Football Club for what they do in the local community <laughs> and walking football. If anybody does go, just remember, don't go too mad. People a little bit older play and, you know, We've got to remember oh, I that. like the sound of that. This is great. I mean, we're fouling. We're going to win. <laughs> Let's go down. We're only going to no, need three people in the team. Wind, get his knee, Mark. Get his knee. You can't take it lightly. Take it, take it easy. You're only walking. <laughs> no, can't well, take it that easy. You fall asleep. Right, I'm going to challenge you guys to come <laughs> along one week and have a go. Uh, right, we'll knock a team together. We'll beat yours. Yeah, yeah, when we, yeah we'll, we'll just beat run. yours. <laughs> so I'm not in this we'll, team then? No. No, because we're going to run. <laughs> we're going to run. <laughs> Well, I say, we got, we say got rings around you. All right, go on, Trev. Well, I've got a shout down this week. Is isn't it, well? Obviously, all the countries are leaving Afghanistan at the minute, aren't you? And I seen a report the other night, uh, and my shout down's against uh, all the militaries involved in the Afghan conflict for leaving their vehicles and, most importantly, their weapons for the Taliban to collect. Whoa! I mean, I would have thought that it would have automatically been policy to destroy. All those weapons, mm-hmm. but they're not. There was a, a news report the other night, and it's showing you the Taliban just taking the, pick, uh, the pickings of what they want to pick. Very friendly with the Taliban of recent years. All oh, right, okay. Yes. So basically, what they're doing is they're arming the Taliban. Yes. Well, my shout out. Unless you've got anything else, Trevor, to no, say? No, no, no. That's it. That's okay. It. Thank I, you very I, much I for being so brief that. there. Okay. Unlike somebody else in this studio. Why does he always look at me? <laughs> going on <laughs> all right okay uh my shout out is to and a massive one here to jennifer starkey llb ons bachelor of law and i think that's just a, such a great thing she worked so hard in what she did and i'm looking forward to and so are we all Free legal advice, gentlemen. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Fabulous, fabulous. Some of these conversations, you might be in trouble one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without a shadow no, of a doubt. Congratulations, well done. There we go. There well we done. go. Congratulations. Well done. Well, here we go for the quotes, and I'm going to be looking over at Trevor first. Go ahead, Trevor. Yes, a comfort... A comfort... Sorry about that, I'll start again. <laughs> a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. All right, Okay. <laughs> Got to think about that one. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. Moving on. <laughs> Mark, what's yours? Well, after last week's success, I, I think I'm going to tell a couple of jokes again, if you don't mind. Well, so just pick I, the best one. I've got, I've got four. I'll pick two. Go He's ahead. doing an act. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call a dog with no legs? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not going to come anyway. Oh, I've <laughs> got a this joke. Is, this is my favourite. Well, let me finish. So, how does Moses... Make his coffee. I give in. He brews it. <laughs> oh, dear. I told you they were great, didn't I? Dear, okay. Dear, okay. Dear. All I've, right. I've got one. I've got one. Here's, well, it's a question, actually. What is the most popular owl in Britain? Oh. I give in. Go ahead. The teat. The teat. <laughs> the tea towel. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank God all of that is over. Thank God. 
Right, really. I'm, wait, 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 I've wait, 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 I haven't done a positive here or anything. Well, uh, well you had your chance. He's well, only done I, that. I, I that's got, it. I've got no, another joke about off, that guy in a college. No, 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 no. That's it. Delivery that's boy. it. No, that's it. You <laughs> no. told your joke. That's it. Okay. That's so wrong. What can Not I say? Not as wrong as some of the jokes I was going to say. Have we got any rules anymore on this or what? No. Well, when we close, can I find out about the gynecologist and the pizza boy?